What are you going to tell us, tough guys? My usual. Zero. Nothing. <laughs> I've just gone back and, and press re-record because I, I start I was a minute into this episode and I thought, man, that was that was too aggressive. <laughs> I came out too strong. I came out swinging punches in the last one and I thought, oh no, this is no way to connect with your friends. That's the problem with this. Because none of you are sitting directly in front of me, I can't look you in the eyes and read like the emotional response to what it is I'm saying. I, I don't get that gauge of like, all right, hey, Tice, back off a little bit because this person is completely on a, a different page. They totally disagree with you. They don't like that word. They don't like your mannerisms. You've been talking for too long now without a break. Um, it, it, <laughs> so forgive me. There's not a lot of that that I can do here. I'm just I'm just going down a rabbit hole and... Uh, it's not always it's not always working well for me. I got my first email response, uh, my text message. What's it called when it's on Instagram? An Instagram message the other day saying, Hey Tyson, mate, really, really big fan of you, mate. Like really, really like you, really. Uh, and genuinely, it was a sincere message. Uh, he goes, but mate, I've got to tell you, um, really disappointed that you used the word retard a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, oh my gosh. See, in conversations with my friends, I, I forget... Because my friends, for whatever reason, have quite thick skin. Um, there's things I get away with in my friendship group that I think in in like polite society, yet you're not supposed to say. And for me, the problem is usually the worse it is or the more wrong it is, the funnier I find it. And so sometimes I'll chuck out a word like retard, knowing that it's probably not a word that you're supposed to say. But using it for that reason, not because I have an issue with any anyone at all, obviously with with a disability, it's, that doesn't even come to mind. I just appreciate the word, but I got I do understand, I do respect the fact that we're in that phase now where that particular version of of the word is is no longer allowed. Some people don't even like the word disabled. If you if you're talking about people with disabilities, they don't they don't think it's fair, which is it's hard as well because like if you can't if you like words exist to be able to explain a situation. And, and maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm using it the wrong way, but I thought that was interesting. That was some interesting feedback. I reckon he gave me a one-star review for this podcast. There's not too many people that would message you, and, you know, and then come give you a five-star. But here's the problem. I, 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 wanted to be, I wanted to be respectful to this guy. So I, I thought, all right, you know what? I'm just going gonna, gonna to sit on this because I just wanted to message back and go, mate, don't be so soft. But that's obviously, it's, it's ignorant on my half. It just shows the state of my mind. You know what I mean? There's obviously a lot that I've got to work through. <laughs> if that's my natural response. I don't even want to hear why. I just want to stick up for myself and go, mate, you're an idiot. Never message me again. But I didn't. So I sat on it for a couple of days. I sat on it for a couple of days. And um, yeah, it went to message him back. But we're no longer, we're no longer friends. We're no longer the, that friendship thread's been torn. I, I left it too long and... Mate, this is bloody response time in text messages and Instagram messages and Facebook messages and signal messages uh, are my biggest downfall. Because even if I'm all over one, even if I look at my text messages and I'm like, all right, I'm completely clear. I'm up to date with my friendship group. I'm up to date with, you know, there's no one that I need to respond to. There's no one that is waiting for a response from me. I give myself a pat on the back. I go, Toss, that's really good progress, mate. You should be proud of yourself. Because text messaging isn't a strong point of mine. So I go, hey, you know what? I'm going to be all over it. And then, I'm, I'm not kidding, two days later, I'll get a text message from a mate that says, mate, why haven't you responded to my Instagram message? And I go, no, I texted you on Signal last week. Did you see that? He goes, yeah, but I responded because I thought it was more appropriate on, on an Instagram message. I go, bro, here's the thing. 
we got we've got to stop this. We're we're overcomplicating a simple situation. All right, I'm only I'm only just getting past the fact that we're not writing letters to people anymore. I would have been I tell you this guys regularly, I think. I would have been a way better friend in 1995. When the, my my least favorite question is what platform would you like me to respond to you on? Okay, mate, just just like just text me. Even better, give me a give me a call. I'll probably miss your call, granted, because my phone's often on silent. My phone's often on silent in the top drawer of my house because I don't I don't want to have too much to do with it. All right, but when I see it, I'll call you back if I have time and I want to. <laughs> That's the deal. If I have time to call you back and I want to call you back, I will call you back. Just now, I've I've remembered my mate Brendo sent me a really heartfelt message the other day that I haven't responded to. He's quite relaxed though. He's a good guy. He's he's not going to get too stressed about that. It's not going to work him up too much, I don't think. And in fairness, the, the long response, it was initiated by a nice message that I sent to him to say, hey man, I heard you on a podcast the other day. I thought you did a really good job. Tried to send a heartfelt, really well thought out message. Because I was listening to his podcast and it made me have little tears in my eyes a couple of times. I thought, oh gee, far out. What's this hidden in, in the old Popplestone heart? There's something, there's something being triggered here. So I thought, you know what, I better send him that message. But do you guys have this issue? Because I swear, it's a, it, the fact that we're asking the question, what platform should I respond to you on, is a sign that we've overcomplicated things. Like if you're, if you're asking which platform that you want to uh, get the response on, that's a sign. Like it's a very simple task. There's no need for us to ask that question. I think you should just have an agreement with your friends that regardless of what it is, regardless of what it is that you guys want to talk about, you have one dedicated platform to respond to. Because people like me, I get left behind. I can't keep up. Even when I'm trying to be a good mate, I go, you know what? Hey, I messaged you on Signal the other day and then I missed their response on FaceTime. It just, I don't know. It just doesn't quite add up to me. I'm all about simplicity. Ever since I started reading that Murray Kondo book, I thought, you know what? I have to eliminate this excess from my life. Seven different platforms to send a text message is too many. <laughs> That's how many jocks I have. And I need them ever. I've got more, I think. I actually, in fairness, I think I have more because I'm a runner. Do you know? So if I go for a run in the morning, say if I go for a 10K run in the morning, you can't, you, if you've only got seven pairs of jocks, it doesn't matter how quickly you wash and dry those jocks. There's an element of time you have to free ball in between if you've only got seven pairs. So I think I've got maybe 14. I've got maybe 14 pairs, which is which is ample. Um, but I think jocks and and text messaging devices is a completely different situation. So I probably I probably shouldn't even compare those two. But what I just wanted to start this podcast with that because uh, there's been too many messages missed on my behalf. There's been too many frustrated friends. Uh, I would like to officially say it's no longer my responsibility. It's not my fault. If you ask the question, what platform should you contact me on? I, I don't respond. All right, I don't need that kind of friendship in my life. <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. If you've ever asked me that question, don't panic. But it's just been something that's frustrating me lately. And there's new ones all the time. And especially in today's day and age, like where we've started to find out that, that private messages is not really a thing. I send some messages to my mates sometimes. I go, oh my gosh, if my phone ever gets taken away by police, I'll definitely be arrested. You cannot say that. That is not, a, you probably shouldn't even type those words. Even if you're in a, like just one-on-one -on -one with a person, you know, and you're out in the jungle and there's no one else around, you probably shouldn't even say those things because it's, it probably, it probably shows a, a little bit too much about where your heart's at. It probably shows you your lack of empathy for some people's situations. All right. And, and you can't always get nuance. You can't always get context, especially in a joke, which has been going for 15 years in a friendship group. And then you just say a one-liner and your friend writes back, ha ha ha, that's so funny. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to justify how it's so funny when it's just a picture of your nut. <laughs> you know? 
that's that's honestly that's probably the content of a lot of my text messages with my closest mates. We we haven't had any like meaningful dialogue over the last five years. It's just it's just nut pictures from different angles, um, and after manscaping tools of of many kinds. Do you know, rarely after a cold shower, you have to you have to get your timing right. You can't just be you can't just be sending those kind of photos willy nilly. You have to. Um, I don't know. Like ideally, if you can get out of a sauna and then send, it just it just does you. I think a little bit more. It, it just makes you look yeah, because it's true. Like you in in our culture, people for whatever reason, you're more of a man if you if you're well hung, aren't you? That's why I used to get nervous going to the football showers. I, I came from a running background where I'll I'll do an eight k race, and then for whatever reason, running makes makes things. I don't want to get too. We're only eight minutes in, and I'm already talking about my anatomy. But for for some, I don't know why this happens. Sometimes when you run, it gets it gets littler, and I don't know what that is. It doesn't even have to be co- that. Could just be a me thing. Maybe the bloods rush so much to my quads that uh that the net volume of, of that part of my body just diminishes, which is which is fine. Um, and until right now, no one actually even knew about that. So if I hadn't spoken to you about it, you wouldn't even. You wouldn't have even been able to judge me for that, but that's something that, like, the football shower thing is a is an issue for me because I was a middle distance runner for years, and uh, decided to go back to football. The, the thing I was most nervous about not meeting any of the players that was fine. I was I was really looking forward to that. Thing I was most nervous about is like, how do you comfortably just stand naked in a room full of blokes in in the shower and just have a casual conversation and not be self conscious? I was really glad uh, because. Day one at football training, I was down there with the Box Hill Hawks, which is a, a team here in Victoria. I went into the shower. There was about six blokes just all standing there in their jocks. And you can't dodge the shower because it's social time. But I took a lot of comfort in the fact that the boys were standing there in their jocks. But also subconsciously, sub, for whatever reason, I looked at those boys and I go, oh, you're self-conscious about the size of your, your willy. I know what's going on here. That's why you're not just standing there like those other six blokes. Have I told you guys about the guy who used to play footy with us? His name was Woody. <laughs> Literally, his name was Woody, and it was named after his nickname came from from just how well hung he was. It was, it was honestly quite preposterous. He walked into the shower, and, and the moment I I couldn't, it was one of those ones where you know you just say, "Hey, just keep eye contact, keep eye contact." But it didn't matter how many times I recited that to myself, keep eye contact. But before I knew it, I'd be midway through that statement, and I'd be staring, I'd be staring right at it, just in awe. Just going, mate. I I didn't I didn't know they came like that. That's I'm really glad my wife isn't here to, to see that there's different, you know, there's different sizes that they that they come in. Because uh, I just I try and tell them that no, no, mine's about mine's about the average. Do you know what I mean? But then you see that no one cares about average anymore because because Woody he and he walked with a strut as well. He his favorite time of footy training was was shower time, just because the boys got around him. There was I'll never forget one bloke. We were we were standing in the showers one day, and uh, a guy came in. He had some ice wrapped around his calf. Anyway, he started throwing ice at Woody, and Woody would grab his—he grabbed his old fella, and he was hitting the ice like a baseball bat, making perfect contact every time. I mean, and the, the the ice was coming quite quick. The boys in the shower were trying to catch it, so so someone would throw it, he would hit it with his old fella, and uh, and, and then there'd be someone standing around who was just willing to to try and catch that. Which it was a fun game to be—I caught seven in just a couple of showers. It was really fun. I actually could have been close to the record. I really enjoyed that game. But mostly I enjoyed it because it was it was just an excuse to look at it and not have to justify or feel as though you were creepy. Because any other content, you can't just sit there and watch it um, because that starts to get uncomfortable. But there's 
Yeah, seven was the record. It was. <clears throat> it started to become a problem when I started to say to the boys, hey, let's go in the showers and, and play baseball. <laughs> They're like, Tyus, we haven't even started training yet. I go, oh, come on. Let's just play a little bit of baseball as a warm-up. Come on, Woody. Me and you will go play a bit of baseball practice together. He goes, mate, yeah, we didn't we didn't speak much after, after those kind of conversations because it's, I mean, it's a difficult one to... To understand, but but I yeah, essentially I never I never got my jocks off, especially once I saw Woody. I thought you know what, Toss, just keep your keep your footy shorts on, and if anyone asks, just say yeah, nah, boys, I'm just uh, pretty keen to just have a proper share. I'll just come in for the chat, you know what I mean? I uh, the truth was I was just terrified that someone would try and play baseball with me. Look, what are you gonna what are you gonna do? Like when you're there with a bloke with a legitimate baseball bat, Willie. Mine's like a little table tennis bat. You can't even properly grab the handle because it's been a cold night at training. What are you gonna hit? You're not gonna hit. It's just it's going to be embarrassing. So I, I saved myself the trouble and just didn't participate. I was the pitcher. I always just focused on being the pitcher. They say, hey, Toss, batters up. I go, mate, you know what? Let me pitch. They go, oh, you've been pitching for the last six weeks. I go, I'm terrified. I don't want you to see it. <laughs> it's weird. Some people are so comfortable with it. But I had a couple of chats with boys, and uh, there was a couple of guys down there. They're like, mate, you are you comfortable to get your kid off? I go, yeah, mate, I'm comfortable. Oh, damn, I was just looking for a bit of security because I'm quite uncomfortable. I didn't offer him any comfort. I just go, oh, yeah, mate, no, you're not going to fall on that here. I'm not worried about that kind of stuff at all. Hey, I'll get the kid off as, as many times as I can. I was asking the guys, actually, if I could go out maybe and just do the uh, do the, the skills and drills with my kid off. But they said, no, nah, it's probably inappropriate, mate. So I said, yeah, no, nah, no worries. But, uh, mate, if you're uncomfortable about that, don't, don't worry. Because uh, I'm sure there's other blokes here who feel the same. Anyway, so I haven't played football for about six years, and that's the that's the one thing that I, I don't miss from football. Just that nervousness that came with, all right, footy time's done. I'm clearly dirty. I can't get into my car in this state. Now I have to justify to the boys why I'm not getting my kit completely off. They all know why. It's a cold night. I'm self-conscious. Woody's just around the corner getting his baseball bat ready to go. But um, yeah, they're the kind of things. They're the kind of things that I've had to deal with. Minor, minor, really. When you think about that, isn't it? It's not a. It's probably not even something I had to speak to you guys about, but it, it's something that I experienced. It's, but compared to what's going on today, I think you look back at those kind of situations and you go, "All right, that is. It's fairly minor. It's probably not something you need to get so stressed about." Because 2021's been an interesting one, especially at the moment, like we've been talking about a bit the last couple of weeks with with old mate Dan Andrews here coming out like big king dick. Going, hey, oi, no one, you know what? If you haven't got your double vaccine, you're not going nowhere. Stay in your house even longer than what you have been in your house. All right? If I say get double vaccinated, I mean get double vaccinated. Even if you had, I don't care about any other conversation. I just want you to get double vaccinated. All right? I've had COVID. Shut up. It's, it's one of those ones. Oh, doesn't it mean the antibodies in my body is really going to protect me? I, no one knows. The health experts say it doesn't. Shut up. So here we go. This is, this is where we're at. My wife the other day, I felt bad for her because... It's not even mandated yet. Well, I mean, it's mandated. I think we're saying, all right, everyone has to get this double jab regardless of your situation. But um, but people, it's weird because I thought, how are they going to enforce this? No one's going to just be standing at every door and every friendship group going, hey, you know what, guys, if you don't have the double vac, you can't come in here. My, no, none of my friends are going to do that. I have no time for people like that. If there's one, if there's one person in my life who's like, mate, I don't, don't really want to see you until you double vac. So I go, you know, well, you're not going to see me for a while, mate, because I just can't be bothered with your little bitch nature. I can't be bothered there with with these little ridiculous conversations. Oh, I'm so scared. You could give me shut up if you're that scared. You know what I mean? Just go, just stay inside for a lot longer. Because I've got so many mates, they've already got their fake vaccine passports ready to go. And I, my, my group of mates is just a small minority. Not all of them. Not all of them. I'm not saying all my group of mates like that. 
But there's a couple of my mates who have, they've got their fake passport. One of my mates went into a, a guitar shop up in Sydney the other day. And uh, the guy goes, mate, you got your vaccine passport? I'm so sorry to ask. And my mate goes, yeah, yeah, here you go. And he goes, oh, thanks so much, mate. Yeah, welcome, welcome. It's a pretend one. They're so easy, they're so easy to get, I hear. I don't actually know exactly where you get them. Uh, but but I do I do hear that they're very easy to get, and that for me is, it feels crazy even saying that because I was never the kind of guy that uh, fake IDs was never a thing. Some of my mates in high school used to get a fake ID, and I was like, mate, just wait, like there's no hurry. What are you doing? But now these situations come along. I go, you know, I see I see the appeal of a fake ID. I think I think maybe I'll participate. Not definitely. I'm just saying there's a good chance that if things keep going in this direction, if I can figure out how to do it, I have to get my canvas skills up a little bit. But people are, people are really starting to monitor it. My, my wife is a part of a mother's group, right? And the other day, uh, one of the how's this for a message? This is preposterous in its entirety. My, my wife got a message from the mother's group the other day. <clears throat> and one of the mums, who, who's lovely by the sound, she's actually, she's a lovely woman. Like she actually sounds, I don't know her personally, but my wife's told me about it. She sounds lovely and she's genuinely just caring for her little kids. She thinks she's doing the best. And maybe she is. Maybe time will tell that she was right. But at the moment, it, it seems that, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't seem to matter how much of an impact uh, or ha- how heavily vaccinated a population is. It seems to just spread. And people people keep saying to me, yeah, yeah, Toss, but what about Sydney? Look, they're, they're so heavily vaccinated right now, but the COVID cases have just plummeted. But go and have a look at, go and have a look at how many COVID cases there are in comparison to how many tests there were. Because people are like, oh man, look at this. They're about a third down from where they were a month ago. I go, yeah, yeah. But also, there's a third of the amount of people who rocked up to the uh, to the testing thing just to just to get it checked out. So I'm not I'm not 100 convinced. I think because we're going by cases, if you're going to go by cases, to me that's interesting. You have to look at all right cases, but how many people? If there was the same amount of tests and then there was only that amount of cases, like hey, that sounds like progress. But when they've done a third of the amount of tests and now there's a third of the amount of cases, you get what well, does that not does that not add up to you? Does that really not make sense? <laughs> it's confusing. I don't know. And there's so many lovely people on both sides, like this lady I was telling you about. So this this chick from my mum's from my mum's from my wife's mother's group, she sent out a message going, "Hey guys, just wanted to let you know that in late November it's my little girl's birthday. Uh, we're going to have an outdoor picnic in the park. So uh, would love you all to be there. So could you just uh, post evidence of your vaccination passport in the group chat to confirm that you'll be coming?" And maybe for some of you that sounds okay. Maybe that sounds all right. But to me, it sounds, it, it honestly sounds, I listened to the book uh, 1984 about four years ago. And it's, and I know people hate this comparison, but it's hard not to make the comparison at the moment. When the, when the rest of your friendship group start policing, policing the friendship group, that, that starts to become a worry. Why, why can't there be, like in that situation, why can't it be just a, a thing of trust? Can't she just say, hey guys, got my little girl's birthday. Uh, if you're double vaxxed, hey, you're more than welcome to come. If not, maybe just stay away. Then all of a sudden, uh, it just it frees up the people uh, who aren't quite comfortable to share their vaccine, uh, their medical history with other people to go. Oh, you know what? Sorry, guys, can't make it. Blah blah blah. But this one, it immediately just draws out the. All right, I'm vaccinated. I'm unvaccinated. I'm clean. I'm dirty. Blah blah blah. We can't really hang out together. And it's just it's driven this divide down the middle of the group. And my wife is, mate. Anyone who knows my wife knows she's a she's a she's a bloody she swings she swings for the fence. <laughs> she goes pretty hard, and she's Macedonian. She's got that Eastern European blood in her a little bit. So I think that naturally comes about fifteen degrees hotter than than most other cultures. So when she fires up, she fires up a bit. But she managed to she managed to rein in that frustration because 
she just doesn't like the idea that we're sharing openly this vaccine information. So she messaged back going, hey guys, look, for what it's worth, I'm not going to be open with you about whether or not I'm vaccinated. But what I do want to say is I've seen a lot of hate based on whether you're vaccinated or whether you're not. So as a result, I'm just going to keep that information to myself if you don't mind. Um, uh, and I don't think that it should be you and I, I don't think it should be our job to police each other. Do you know? And then she copped a little bit, she copped a little bit of shit in the group message, which I wasn't wasn't too impressed by. But but overall, I, I think the, the girls were quite understanding. But I thought, man, what what an interesting thing to just what an interesting thing to have to experience. It doesn't it doesn't really make sense to me. I don't I don't know. Like I understand that so the vaccinations, the vaccinations from my understanding means that, that you are protected, all right, or you're more protected. So if you're, if you're vulnerable, um, if you've got any pre-existing conditions, uh, if you're, yeah, a little bit older, that vulnerable category, sure, it's going to protect you a little bit more. But then all of a sudden the conversation has become around, no, it's your job to get the jab, to do your part for the rest of society. And this is one thing I'll be really interested to know is like whether or not, is this true? Is this actually a fact or is this just speculation at the moment? Because I, I don't know. I don't know for sure. But from my understanding, I don't, I don't think vaccinations in general are designed to help the transmission uh, be lowered. Is, is that true? Is that right? That's my understanding. Now, there's people on the other side who say, no, it definitely lowers the transmission. And they'll say, can you just show me like where you get this information from? Because for me, Israel is a classic case. I don't understand how the vaccination rates went so high in Israel, and then the cases coincidentally went so high as well. It just confuses me. Now, I know there's a few little speculations, there's a few little reasons around why people say that happened, but I just, I don't quite get it. To me, when I hear that argument, it just helps lower transmission. To me, what I hear is, it's like someone, I think I saw this on Facebook actually. It's like, I need you to wear sunscreen because I've got sunscreen on, but I just want to make sure that I don't get burnt. Is that... Does that is that an analogy that actually works, or does that not hold up? Because it's from my understanding, it's, it sounds as though it sounds as though it, it holds up. Anyway, so Jesse, it was interesting. Not not many people uh, took her back in the group message. One girl did. Alex, what a legend! Stuck up for her. Said, "Hey, yeah, totally agree with Jesse. This is something I really appreciate. People standing up for that. Not really our responsibility. Not really our business uh, to be picking in on other people's medical history, medical information, and." Uh, and then a few girls messaged her privately, which was good. But I just thought it was interesting because it, it is. Have you guys noticed how difficult it is to speak up openly about it? I put up a few things on Facebook a while ago and got my ass handed. Well, not handed to me. I'm speaking purely in terms of numbers. I've got a lot of mates from comedy who are, I think, fairly left-leaning, probably very pro-lockdown, uh, which is fine. Like, do your thing. But, man, read, I didn't know half of these people. And some of the messages that they were sending me, I was like, oh, <laughs> gee, that's quite... We've we've got on quite well in the past. Um, I didn't realise that would trigger you so badly. It's uh, which is partly the reason I'm just going to stay off Facebook because man, it's a, it's an aggressive it's an aggressive it's like a scene from Squid Games at the moment, which I've been watching, which is terrifying. I'll get into that later. Great show. Have you guys seen it? Fantastic show. Squid Games, buddy, coming at you from no, uh, no I was going to say North Korea. Hasn't been a lot of documentaries, movies, TV series released from there in a long time. Don't think it's their main priority. South Korea, however, whoo. They're bringing, they're bringing it in hot. It's been pretty interesting, man. Like, hey, uh, spoiler, all right? If you haven't listened to it, maybe skip forward a little bit, turn this off for five minutes, whatever. Um, 
I got into it, just go, hey, this is, like, these just cute little Asian people, but they're not going to do anything naughty. <laughs> what a stereotype that is. I don't know. That, maybe that's why Mao got away with so much. He's just a cute little fat man. Just let him do his thing. Oh, come on, Pol Potts. Come in. He's fine. He's a little cute man with his glasses. Just let him do his thing. That's, <laughs> have I learned nothing from history? Don't be fooled by the disguise. Do you know? A wolf in sheep's clothing, clothing, I think, is what they call that. But I, I put it on. I thought, oh, they're so cute and little. And, look, and all of a sudden, some dude gets shot in the head because he loses the game. I go, oh, my God. What am I watching? If you've seen it, how, that, that first scene, that red light, not first scene, but the first game, that red light, green light game, where they start running for the door and her eyes start picking them off one by one, red light, green light. I think it's the best TV show that's been released this year, in my opinion. I haven't seen many, many other TV shows on, on Netflix. Uh, the Last Dance, I think, was last year. Michael Jordan, that documentary series, that was pretty good. I watched a really good one on a tennis player a while ago, just a one-off documentary uh, by an American guy by the name of Marty Fish. Uh, it just looks at his, uh, you know, his upbringing in the world of tennis, his desperation to be a great tennis player, uh, where he went wrong, where he went right. That was a really good one. I spend a lot of time on YouTube now, though. I don't think uh, YouTube is probably where I spend most of my time. I cancelled my Netflix account a while ago and, and my mum came to my house and, and she logged into her Netflix account and so as a result, me and Jesse have just been using her. So we've we've gradually felt a little bit of the need to maybe get back on board because Squid Games has just pulled us back a little bit. But apart from that, uh, Queen of the South was good. We're about three episodes into that, I think. Not as good as not as good as Squid Games though. Squid Games is it's truly terrifying. I sit on my end of my seat and I I've been catching myself thinking, gee, what would I do in this situation? What would I do in this situation? Because it's really hard to keep your composure at the best of times. Like, even if you're just competing against yourself, but if you're competing for your life and you've got other people trying to beat you and other people trying to take your life to protect their own, man, the stakes get pretty high there. All of a sudden, Melbourne seems like a pretty good place to be in comparison to the Squid Game Island. I'd much rather be here as much as I've been complaining about it lately. Hasn't even been, the weather's been nice. The weather's been pretty good here. I'm looking outside right now. It's overcast. I saw on the news earlier that it's 14 outside, but feels like 12, <laughs> which I've never understood. That's a funny job to me. It's 14 outside, but it feels like 12. That, that to me is, I start to get the vibe that that's a little bit in the same territory of, hey, what platform should we contact each other on? Uh, you know, just to stay in touch. Because it, it just overcomplicates something. Why not? You know what? Like, I thought the weather was just based on what the temperature was. Just don't worry. Don't worry anymore about about what it feels like outside. I reckon to the weatherman, it's too stressful. Like, you don't need to create more stress in your job. If you can get away with simply saying, hey, it's 14 degrees outside, don't feel like you have to go into this overkill. I reckon it was born... I reckon it was born from this idea of, oh, crap, I finished my job early. You know when you're in retail and you're 14 years old and your boss has said, hey, no matter what, I want you to look busy. So you just go around and you take shirts off uh, coat hangers, you put them back on, you put them backwards, you replace them the same way, uh, and you just do that for an hour and a half to make it look like you're busy when no one's coming to your store. Because <laughs> you've got to you got to create this illusion of busyness, yeah? You've got to create this illusion of busyness. If you're not doing well, pretend. Fake it till you make it, I think is the saying. But I just, I, I'm not a massive fan of overkill. I reckon, hey, get your work done, do it really well. And then once you've done it really well, I reckon it's time to move on. So I like for any, for any, uh, what are they called? Not meteorologists. Is it meteorologist that, that looks at the weather? I feel as though that, I feel as though that's the word, meteorologist. 
But the weatherman, essentially, weather, the Jane Buns of the world, if you're here in Melbourne, uh, if you're the Jane Buns of the world, don't, don't feel like you've got to do that. I, I just appreciate the fact that you've gone out of your way to tell me what the actual real temperature is. Yeah, but don't I, I just don't want you to feel like you're so bogged down you can't just get on with the rest of your day because you figured out that it's 14, now you've got to figure out what it actually feels like. like and it's, surely it's dictated on what you're wearing as well. Like if you go out in a jumper and it's actually 14 degrees, if you go out then, you're going to go, oh, it's 14, but it feels like 16. No, no, it's not. It's 14, but but you've got a jumper on, so it feels a bit warmer. Do you know what I mean? If you went out with a Catman do jacket, you did star jumps for 20 minutes, you'd go outside, it's 14, but it feels like 22. <laughs> it's not, though. It's not 14, feels like 22. It's 14, and you did star jumps in a Catman do jacket, and now you're, now you're hot. Yeah, like, what's the policy? How do you figure out? If you went out in your jocks, it'd be the reason. It's 14, but it feels like 9. No, no, it's not. It's 14. Let's just leave it at that. Do you guys ever have problems with... Not problems. I can't say it's a problem or, or even something that I've thought too much about in my life, but it's definitely something that I've noticed. It's definitely something that I've noticed. I, I wouldn't... I personally wouldn't like the pressure of, of that. I would go outside with a thermometer or whatever. I'm, pretty, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that you use a thermometer to check the weather. I'm sure it would be more... It would have to be more complicated than that. Like, if you're, if you're complicating what the actual weather is. The way that you're taking that weather would be more complicated than just a thermometer or like a, the finger in the air. You know, the, the lick your finger and put it up in the air. Oh, gee, that's actually colder than I bloody thought. That's for, Look at the size of my nipples. It must be freezing. That can't be 14. I'd cut through a glass bloody window. <laughs> yeah, I, I sort of, I just felt, I felt a little bit bad for those people. I just wanted to share that with you. But is that, have, have you guys noticed? I'm sure you have. I'm sure it always makes me laugh. It's just something that whenever I hear, I go, okay, thanks for the uh, the unnecessary advice. Thanks for the under... I, I, and I hate too many details. I'm, I'm not a details person. I'm like, hey, let's just, let's just get done the bare minimum. Tell me, tell me exactly what I need to know and let's move on. I, that, that could just be me being impatient. It's actually something that my wife and I argue about a little bit because she'll... she'll like with, the, with the best of intentions, she'll come out and she'll go, all right, babe, uh, do you mind hanging out the washing? And I go, sure, babe. No, that's fine. She goes, all right, sweet. Maybe just put a peg on like the sock, but also on the side of the shirt because we've only got 15 pegs and I think we've got 30 items. So if you put the peg on that side of the shirt and then put peg on that side, but under that side also put a sock, it means you're going to get two uses out of that one peg. I go, sweet, stop. She, I'm just trying to help. I go, babe, this, um, you know what? I'm 34 years old. I've been hanging out washing for, you know, since we got married. Before that, my mum did it. She was very she was very helpful, but I've, I've got the I've got the basic idea now. So just uh, let's not let's not overcomplicate it. And she says, "Hey, you know, I've, I've I've ironed your clothes," which I, I don't hear as much as I'd like to, to be honest. And we're in twenty twenty one. So who says? Like, if you were in your car right now, or whatever you're doing, if you're sitting there thinking, "Oh my god, she doesn't do his washing," who like what do you think's going? That is disgusting. It is two thousand twenty one. And just because it's the woman's job in my household to do the washing, do the dinner, the cleaning, etc put the kids to bed, bath it. <laughs> no, I'm being a jerk. I, I bet none of that's true. Most of it actually is true, but I, I don't, I'm backtracking now because I don't want you to judge me. I bath him. I do bath him. And we, we alternate mornings as to who gets up. So Charlie, he wakes up at about 5.45 at the morning at the moment, woke up at 6.20 this morning, which is a sleep in. So I, I alternate that with Jesse. But I think I'm probably more of a bitch when it comes to parent duties. Jesse just seems to... She seems just to get things done. She's a real, she's a real just get it done. I like to complain for a couple of minutes, and then if she hasn't done it, then I'll then I'll think about doing it in the next half an hour. But she's the kind of person. She goes, no, let's just get it done. I go, no. How about we just don't do it, 
and just see what happens. <laughs> we just see what happens if we don't do it. It always ends up with ants rocking up at our house, eating the lemons. I don't know. I don't, yeah, we should have thrown them in the bin. She told me it would happen, but I did. I wanted to see what would happen. Um, yeah, but details. Just keep it to a minimum. If you ever wanna, if you ever wanna uh, get an effective result out of me, here, here's what you tell me exactly what you want in one sentence, because I can almost guarantee that I'm gonna zone out after that one sentence. I'm almost, I can almost guarantee, I'm not 100% sure, but 90% sure. Uh, especially if it's a job I'm not interested in. If you're ever trying to explain to me how to do the dishes, I've zoned out. I don't, taking the bin out, zoned out. Um, uh, looking after my son, zoned out. <laughs> There's not many things that I'm actually interested in. One thing I've been interested in is, and this is a random jump, but I want to tell you about it. I, I, I wanted to create a, I used to have a domain name. Uh, which is just TysonPopplestone.com. So I could just have everything that I do in one neat space. And I, I had the domain name for about five years and then went to London, didn't really use it very much. And then I, I stupidly, I let it expire. And uh, so my name, I can't I can't get the domain name TysonPopplestone.com, which is the one everyone, everyone wants .com. No one wants .net, .io, .org, .any. Like you just want, you want .com. For whatever reason, that's the universal, you're doing pretty well for yourself. Uh, address. So I went to GoDaddy the other day, typed in TysonPopplestone.com. It said, this domain's currently unavailable. I was like, oh, what the heck? That's I must still have it. That's So I did some research, tried to find out whether that was true. It wasn't available, wasn't registered in my name. So I thought, okay, so some dirty bastard has uh, either spotted some serious potential in my career that I don't know about and wants me to buy that uh, domain back for a significant price, or maybe more reasonably, they've They've seen the fact that this domain has been registered for five years. For whatever reason, the person who used to own it decided not to re-register it. They thought, well, five years worth of a person having that is a pretty clear sign that they might want that back again. So what we'll do, we'll buy it, and then if he ever wants it, he has to come back to us and he has to pay us the money, which I think uh, more is probably more reasonably um, what has happened. So I, I got in contact with the bloke. I said, mate, how much for my domain name? He said, $1,500. I thought, are you kidding? Thank you, first of all. Thank you very much for the fact that that is, I get, like for a domain, if someone was saying my life was worth $1,500, that's that's pretty insignificant. But for a domain name just to, to represent as a pretty much a, a little ID to represent who you are, I thought, you know what, I'll take it. And I know I know they're buying it because I'm the, I'm, I'll be willing to put money on it that I'm the only Tyson Popplestone in the world. Because Tyson's not an overly common name. Popplestone's very uncommon. Uh, so, so they're essentially saying, hey, you know what? I think your website at this stage in your career is worth $1,500. Uh, or they're at least hoping that I believe it's worth at least that much, so I'd buy that. But usually it used to be $17.95. Now it's $1,500. But what are they? Like, things aren't going that well that I can justify a $1,500 website. I mean, this this podcast is enjoyable, but I, 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 to be honest, I'm going to find it really hard for a couple of years to be able to justify paying that kind of money so that you guys can come to my website uh, to potentially check out other episodes. It's not going that well. Actually, I looked into it. It's actually cheaper for me to change my name. It's cheaper for me to legally change my name than it is just to be able to buy my domain name. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a process I'm looking into. If you've got any name recommendations, I would I would really appreciate that. Um, yeah, there's a there's a few interesting names going around as well. Like, there's I'm not I'm not stuck for options, but it'll just it'll be a really weird uh, it'd just be a weird transition. It's like if you if you change genders, um, there's a there's a girl I do. It's just a girl now. I'm, I get a little bit confused, and I'm not being disrespectful. Uh, but uh, there's a, a person I do comedy with now. He's becoming a girl. 
used to be a guy, an awesome guy. Actually, I met him. I met him as a teacher one day. I had an awesome chat with him. Um, and then I, I, I met her a few few months later, and uh, she said, "Hey, we've met before." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Oh, no, I don't think so." She goes, "Yeah, I met you at the school." I was like, "Oh, you know when things are they're starting to they're starting to click a little bit." Um, and you just got to go through that. There's a weird transition that starts to take place. I go, oh, okay, I know, I know who you were, but you can't say that because all of a sudden that becomes dead name territory. And I think maybe it's disrespectful in that scene if you're not careful. I don't want to be disrespectful as well because he's an awesome person. It's an awesome person. I love it. Like anytime I see a comedy, I still have a chat. Uh, there's nothing like that. I'm, I'm purely talking about the, um, I'm, I'm just not 100% sure what to, what to say because I'm just not quite used to that transition. You know, a couple of, like you see maybe a little, little couple of little boobies are starting to pop up, which is which is awesome. Like she's celebrating that now, which is great. But it's it's hard for me when I see because I go, hey, all right, like this is this is something I'm not I, I'm not used to, but I I can get used to it. You look great, by the way, fantastic, good on you. And it must take courage to do something like that. It would take more courage to change your gender than it would just to change your name. I think, especially because most people I think who change their names probably caught up in some drug deal gone bad where they don't want their identity to be revealed because otherwise they're just going to get murdered. Um, and and look, he, at the risk of uh, overselling just how big a situation I'm in, I probably, I'm just trying to save 1500 bucks. All right, I just, so I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the mind now, of, all right, do I change my name to, to Tangerine? Do I change my name to Apple? I'm going with fruit, you know? I think the Coldplay singer had, had a kid called Apple. Um, Kanye and Kim had a had a North Northwest, which is cool. That's a cool name. So like, there's I've got plenty of options. But the thing is, and the problem is, people know me now as Tyson Popplestone. Popplestone's got a it's got a thing to it where people hear it, they get mad. It's a conversation point, so I don't want to lose it over a domain name. So I've actually I've spotted the registration date. So here's my other option. I could potentially just wait it out and go, hey, all right, if I don't change my name so I can get a domain name for seventeen ninety five, what I could do is I can see the expiry date of this particular domain, what I might do, I'll, I'll try and get in like a couple of weeks after that domain name uh, expires and maybe I can buy it, they're not quick enough to re-register it. Uh, but I think it's like four years away. So as long as nothing significant happens in my career in the next four years, maybe I can just go tysonpopplestone.com.au, but it just doesn't, it doesn't have that worldwide vibe, does it? When it's .au, you go, oh yeah, I'm a, like, I created a website just for, for Melbourne. I'm from Mel I'm just from Melbourne. Which is fine if you've got a local business, but if you're in the comedy world and you're hoping to go, you know, do some tours overseas, you don't want it just to be limited to Australia, do you? But tell me one good website that finishes in .com.au of a of like a good performer. I bet you who's a who's a famous Australian? Margot Robbie. I bet Margot Robbie doesn't have a website that's margotrobbie.com.au. Maybe she does. Maybe she's that big that it just redirects to .com. <laughs> so. Anyway, I've got I've, I've noticed here's the thing I've noticed about myself a little bit lately. I've started to say not even not even deliberately. I'm not trying to upset people. I think I've just started to speak more honestly about what it is I feel about certain situations. And and I've bitten my tongue for for a lot of years. Like a, a lot of the time I, I just I, I say very little about situations because I'm like I don't want to tread on friendships. I can't be bothered getting uptight and upset about like a difference in opinion. And the truth is, here, here's how little well with the vaccine thing anyway, here's how little difference of opinion uh, bother me. My, my best man, my best man from my wedding, uh, the, my, my best mate, he's my best mate all time, he's vaxxed. And he we caught up last week, we went to a cafe here in, in Geelong, we caught up for three hours, we didn't talk about it, we talked about nothing, because he's not terrified of me, I'm not terrified of him, I'm not trying to convert him, he's not trying to convert me. We've been, we're trying to figure out why it was that we're so good, and I think 
the the way he painted it made me a little disappointed. He goes, it's because you've been through your extreme phases throughout our whole friendship. I said, wait, hang on a sec, what are you, what are you talking about? He goes, well, mate, you were you turned into a passionate vegan. I said, okay, yeah, that's a good point. But I didn't I didn't preach. I wasn't a preacher. And then, well, it's funny thing was, I literally was a preacher, but that was in the church scene. And then he goes, yeah, you became, he said the words born again Christian, which I never liked, because there's weird connotations of Pentecostal churches and people praying in tongues when you say a born again Christian. That's not really the look that I'm going for when I talk about church. <laughs> he said, but I was never really, a pre- I wasn't trying to necessarily convert him, or I was doing a very subtle job, you know? I just slowly say, hey, let's go out for breakfast. Let's get an acai bowl. Oh, don't worry about your bacon. Hey, let's go out for a morning walk. We just end up in a church pew. He goes, well, how did this? How did we get here? I go, oh, sucker punch, you dickhead. <laughs> but we've been very good, and I think he's onto something. Maybe because we've been through so much together, uh, the the fact that you know we've got completely different. We actually don't have completely different views on the vaccine. The problem he's facing is, like everybody else, if he doesn't get it, he he's out of a job. He completely loses a job. I'm lucky enough to have my my own thing going off going on, which gives me a little bit more wiggle room, but. To be in that, what, like, what are you supposed to do in that situation? You're literally, they've got you by the balls. They say, okay, if you don't get it, you lose your job. Enjoy. Mate, I blame no one for getting a vaccine in that situation. Like, if you've got a family to look after like he does, 100% go get it. But I don't know, we've got this mutual this mutual thing going on. But we were sitting there and <clears throat> we are just, we are talking about the pressure that there is to get this vax. We are talking about the pressure that's coming, the pressure that's on employers, the pressure that's on employees. And like everyone, honestly, it's just a, it's just a ball grasp everywhere. Everyone's got their balls a little bit twisted. And uh, as a result, we're, we're in a bit of a predicament where we have to, we sort of have to be a bit more aggressive than what we need to be. And uh, his employer messaged him a, a couple of weeks ago and goes, mate, I can't, because at this stage he hadn't had his vaccine. He goes, mate, just so you know, you're one of 16 people who are yet to have the vax. And if you don't have it by this date, you're losing your job. He's like, fuck, okay, blah. So we got in a conversation, like, isn't that crazy that he's in a position now where he has to force it on me? He probably isn't that passionate about it, but he's risking a $100,000 fine if he doesn't uh, force me to get it. I don't want it, but I have to get it based on the fact that if I don't get it, I'm going to get fined or lose my job or whatever comes with it. So we were talking about that back and forth. And then all of a sudden, I had this realization that, okay, not everyone who doesn't agree with the vaccine mandates are on 100% the same page. Because this beautiful lady came up to us. She was, she was full-blown hippie. From the moment she started talking, I thought, this is going to be an interesting chat. And she started to say, she goes, guys, am I noting a little... No, we're at a cafe. We're at a... Uh, what's it called? Not Spicks and Specs. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what it's called. We're at a cafe... Oh, I really want to think of it. We're at a cafe in Geelong, sitting there, a few people around, and we're having this conversation. I thought we were a bit quieter, but a lady came up to us. She goes, guys, am I hearing a little bit of concern over the science around the vaccination? I was like, oh, here we go. Now I have to bloody justify to this muppet why you know why I stand where I stand, and she completely sees it a different way, and no one I know has ever had their mind changed throughout the last 18 months of this discussion. I don't think it's going to happen now. And I started to get my back up a little bit, like, yeah, you, yeah, you, you heard right. That's right. And she's like, oh, me too. And I was like, oh, thank God. Okay, so at least, at least we've got like a little bit of mutual ground here. At least we're we're seeing this situation from maybe the same side of the fence, if not exactly the same part of the field. And then she started telling me about this Facebook group that she has, uh, rocking and rolling at the moment, which is you know they're talking about buying land and getting off the grid and growing vegetables. And as she talked, I was thinking, far out. Like maybe I'm a little left to center in the old sense of the word, a little bit left to center, but. Uh, she was at a different place than me. She was, and the more she spoke, the more I was like, "No, you know what? I can, I can at least appreciate where the people who are pro-vaccine and pro-mandate and everything are coming from when they get frustrated at these people." Because as she was talking, I thought, "You know what? You're a lovely lady, but you, 
you, you, I feel like you're painting an interesting picture. You're painting a very interesting picture. And I think anyone who is self-professed pro-science, as I am, just tend to see it from a different side of the fence, um, uh, I, I can see I can see how you, you're losing a few people here. Do you know what I mean? But it's amazing. What blows my mind is just how many correlations there are. I think I told you this last week between the church that I was at and people trying to convert people to our religion and the, the religion of COVID. Oh my gosh, has it become a religion? You can't question any of the doctrine. Can't question the doctrine, otherwise you're shunned. <laughs> you're out. And it's ironic because the people who most hate the church are most passionate about, well, that's a stereotype. But from what I've seen, people who are very anti-religion are also very pro-vaccine. And as a result, they don't realize how similar they are to the preachers and the real fire and brimstone preachers that, that I used to hear and go, oh, this is terrifying. It makes me not want to be a part of the church. Now I listen to them and I go, oh, this is very terrifying. It makes me not want to be a part of your crew. So it's interesting to know that even even the people who are who are sort of categorized as an anti-vaxxer where I've been thrown uh, are people who I don't necessarily agree with. It's such a nuanced conversation. It's such a nuanced conversation. And I'm, I've got a good friend I call the champ. He's the king of nuanced conversation. I think he's very good. He's very respectful. He's very open to hearing opinions he, he, he completely disagrees with. And he can somehow manage to maintain his composure. I, I, I don't know how to maintain my composure. I... Um, I got to be more like the champ, my friend, who can hear. Oh, that's not true. I can maintain my composure, but inside I feel like I'm I'm like those duck legs underwater. I might look calm, but underneath I'm like, oh, far out. Shut up. <laughs> oh, to be fair, it's it's not so true anymore. I've, I've started to really speak up a little bit more about what I believe in because I thought I didn't want people to because uh, I used to just nod and laugh and go, hey, yeah, okay, I see where you come from. And now I've started to try and just be a little bit more honest about how I see things, which is fine. Some people like it, some people don't, but I'm quite an agreeable person, I think. I get a little bit too agreeable sometimes. People say things I disagree with and I find it easy just to sit back and go, yeah, whereas my wife's like, bullshit! <laughs> That's bullshit! Your idea sucks and here's why. I go, oh my God. And after, after spending time with her for well, more than a little bit of time, after being married to her for 10 years next month, hello, not a bad effort by both of us, um, I thought, okay, i gotta, I got to have some more balls. And the people I most respect have balls. Not in a physical sense. Of the, I'm not saying I don't respect women. I'm saying that the people I most respect have balls in the sense they're happy to speak up for what they believe in. So I'm trying to develop that, that trait. But it's quite difficult. It's quite difficult. But I took a step the other day. I messaged Amy Insurance because I was trying. Here's the thing: Do you guys? I don't get when big companies start feeling the need to. Uh, is it proselytize? Proselytize? Preach. I'll just stick with preach. I don't. I don't understand it when big companies feel the need to preach about how they see a particular health situation. So, like, I was driving to Melbourne the other day uh, with a permit, obviously. You know what? I'm not going to be driving around illegally. <laughs> it's not like I was going to a comedy show that runs rain, hail, or lockdown. It was nothing to do with that. I wouldn't do that unless I wanted to, which I don't know if I did. So if you're a police officer, I was joking. So don't come and check it out. It was a pretend story. So I was driving Melbourne the other day with a permit, <clears throat> and uh, there were those pretty Amy chicks. You know those chicks? If you're in Australia, we've got this insurance ad, insurance company called Amy Insurance. And uh, for whatever reason, all these all these chicks rock up at the scene of the crime or the accident, and they start saying, hey, it's lucky you're with Amy because we've got you covered, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, they had these pretty Amy girls up on the sign with their sleeve rolled up going, come on, Australia, get the jab. And I was like, hey, Amy, shut the fuck up. Stop <laughs> stop talking to me about the jab, bro. Just you sell insurance, I'll worry about my health. I've done a lot of research into this. Um, and still have different ideas to the people who have done a lot of research on this for some... Anyway, 
So I messaged him, I go, guys, can you just be honest? What's going on? Like, were you paid off to do this? And they messaged me back some bullcrap response, like, uh, you know, we've been involved in the health industry. It was pure HR. We've been involved in the health industry for such and such a time. We genuinely believe in the Australian government's approach to COVID. I go, you know, that's fine. But you, you might believe in that. But I just don't, I don't see a sign from an insurance company in Australia and go, whoa, Amy thinks that? Well, if Amy thinks that, I better do what the Amy girls say. Because eventually what they're trying to do is sell insurance. So they're going to go along with, if the main message in Australia was don't you dare get this vaccine, like Amy would be the first to stand up there and go, guys, it's time to dig in your heels, don't you get this vax. Because Amy's got to go along with what they believe is popular opinion, which clearly, uh, well, it seems that popular opinion is go get vaccinated. Despite, it's hard to measure though, because 85%, I think we're up to first dose here in Victoria, because our balls got so twisted, full 360, uh, we've been told, hey, you have to go and get it, otherwise you lose your job. So people keep saying, hey, that's the majority, that's the view that most people have. Don't buy into it, necessarily. I, think, I know about 15% of my mates who went and got it in the last couple of weeks just because it's like, otherwise you lose your job. The worst one, though, have I spoken to you about VB? Victoria Bitter. So Victoria Bitter, I think it's an international alcohol company now. Victoria Bitter, it's essentially the, it is the, it is the symbol of uh, bad health. <laughs> There's not too many blokes drinking VBs who don't have big fat man tits that jiggle around when they walk, a massive fat stomach, high blood cholesterol, high uh, just high everything, you know, apart from fitness levels. And they they put out an ad a while ago that said, "Hey, come on, Australia, it's time to look after your health. Go get the jab." I go, mate. I messaged them the other day. They did. The, they haven't responded yet because it, how do you respond genuinely if you're an alcohol company? I was quite, I felt like I was quite fierce as well. Because I said, um, I go, hey, why, why don't you focus on fueling Australians' addictions to alcohol rather than trying to pretend you care about health? I thought it was a good call, maybe a bit snarky. It was a little bit snarky, but I was kind of frustrated. I get frustrated when it's just a, a, a disingenuous conversation, when I feel like there's, it's clearly just done because of popular opinion or some audience that they have. But bloody hell, it, it seems to work. It seems to work. Anyway, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that, that want to get that, that want to get their hands stuck into me. Get like not not in a physical, sexual way. I mean, I don't know why. This is the thing with me, Jessie. She always says my mind goes straight to sex, and I feel like when I have to justify that I wasn't talking about sex just then, shows that maybe I'm self conscious about it. I don't know why when I say people want to get physical with me. I get it does sort of have like a little sexual connotation to it. And to be honest, I'm a married guy, but I'm sure, mate, I'm I'm in pretty good shape at the moment. I got a nice little tan going on. I got the nice light shining in. Uh, informed, being at the gym, doing some yoga. Like maybe people do want to get physical. I don't know. Who am I to judge? Surely they do. Come on. Have you seen my wife? Mate, my wife is pretty much a symbol that I walk around with to go, hey, mate, don't tell me. Don't tell me I haven't got a little bit of swag. Don't tell me old Popplestone hasn't got a little bit of swag in his old swag pouch. Huh? I've got clearly got something. Look at my look, <laughs> look at my wife. My wife's walking around going, fire I didn't realise how much better I could have done. This is a bullshit deal. I'm here, I'm just trying to sell to her that she's got the best investment of all time. I go, babe, honestly, you think I'm good at 34? Imagine me at 50. What's it called? What's the uh George Clooney? I, a little bit of that going on. I go, babe, babe, you got yourself she goes, mate, honestly, it's not as appealing when it comes from you. If it's coming from other people, which I've never heard it come from, it's a little bit more appealing. Stop trying to stop trying to convince me you've got some swag and you're going to be some like just golden supermodel by the time you feel. I don't know. I'm convinced by it. But what I was trying to say is, oh, there's plenty of people who want to who want to smack who want to smack me based on my opinions. And uh, I'm not a, I'm not a big physical a physical guy. I don't smack my my little boy. He's only one. I just try and have a bit of a chat to him, which is honestly easy. I think it'd be easier to smack sometimes because he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand the word no. 
but like a little corky or a camel bite or like a nipple cripple, I reckon he would 100% know what I'm talking about. Like if he was trying to get my coffee and I said, hey, it's hot. No, it's hot. Stop, ah, hot. And he goes again. If I just gave him like a massive nipple cripple, said dickhead, stop getting my coffee. He wouldn't understand dickhead, stop getting my coffee. But I think there'd be some physical trauma connected to some emotional part of his body that would tie, hey, nipple cripple and pain with don't touch the coffee. But it's... It, like, as 2021, it's more of a controversial time. Smacking kids isn't really open to discussion anymore, is it? Like, I know I know what happens behind your doors might be completely different to, like, what's publicly acceptable. But the truth is, I, I reckon there'd be plenty of people out there that smack their kids. And I, I, I used to get smacked. My mum used to bloody smack the crap out of me with a wooden spoon. I got the message real quick. We get on like a house on fire. My mum and I are so close, despite the fact that my ass, once she whacked me with a broom, <laughs> she, we were in Perth, and we got into some argument sometime, and uh, I was being a smartass, I had a reputation of being a little smartass, and mum happened to be sweeping the floor, and all of a sudden I thought, what's she going to do, what's she going to do? All of a sudden she's whacked me in the side of the hip and then punched me in the shoulder, I said, mum, that's a bloody good combo, but I'm pretty sure, um, is that legal? It's 2001, Tyson, it's still, you can still do it. I'm sorry, I'm not going to argue. But I, I want to know when it's okay to smack someone else's kid. Like, in what situation is that okay? Because I've been in some situations. Like, I was at the playground. The, the story of my life, I was at the playground with little Charlie boy the other day. Some kid came up to Charlie with a handful of sand and just chucked it at him. Little three-year-old. I go, mate, you, you little dickhead. You little dickhead. Charlie looked at me. He's like, Dad, you just going to let that happen? I looked at the parents. The parents were having a little bit of a laugh. Are they cute? I thought, mate, this is, your kid's not cute. No wonder he's acting like a flog. The one who's, well, he thinks he's all tough because he's got sand. He's a little bit taller than my kid. Is that what's going on here? But then I thought, I don't, just just leave it. I sort of took Charlie to the other side of the playground. This this kid came over, a little handful of sand, chucked it at the back of his head. I go, mate, I'm going to beat the shit out of this kid. I'm going to take him. I wanted to, I honestly wanted to take him. I thought, like, you can't, but you can't. Because it, like even as the parent, he can't smack his own kid. So what am I going to... I can't just go up to this kid and whack him as much as I want to. I can't nipple gripple him because that's sexual assault and physical abuse all at once. So you're, you're really limited for options. But there has to be a line somewhere. There has to be a line somewhere where it's... One second. <coughs> oh, excuse me. There has to be a line somewhere where it's okay. There's another kid at this same park just... You know those, it's not a merry-go-round, but those things that you spin from the middle, it just goes round and round and round. There's this 12-year-old kid at like a 5-year-old kid's park just spinning it like an absolute little psycho. There were kids running around. I thought, mate, you're going to decapitate him. I wanted to go up and smack him. He's 12 years old. I think I was older than his parent. And, uh, but I couldn't because I don't know what's socially acceptable anymore. I say words that aren't right. I can't imagine how how much the lashback would be painful to my own reputation if I start smacking people's kids. But, but truly, where is the line? Because I reckon... If a kid came up and just kicked Charlie, I'd I'd 100% kick him back. I don't care. I don't. I remember being in grade four once, and uh, there was a kid who used to get teased all the time, not by me, but by a, a group of people who were at the same school. These bullies, and these kids would come to school, bully, bully, bully. All of a sudden, this guy's 20-year-old brother rocked up. 20-year-old brother rocked up out of the car, jumped the fence, started chasing these kids. I thought, oh my god. I remember being like seven, thinking, yeah, this is this is probably inappropriate, and it's definitely an unclear an unfair fight. There's five of those kids, and I reckon this one guy could smash him, even if he was having an off day. He would he would take him down. I remember just watching him from the other side of the park, go, oh man, I'm so, so happy. I have nothing to do with this argument. My mom went over all the times I'd called this kid a dickhead. I thought, you know what, maybe just go hide in the toilets. <laughs> just go hide in the toilets till it's all done. But uh, yeah, if you've got any ideas as to when it's appropriate, I'd really, I'd really like to know.
I'd really like to know. But this all started because I was telling you, I, I started to post some, uh, some of my thoughts just on controversial stuff, not even controversial subjects necessarily, just COVID, which, okay, uh, the epitome of convers- uh, controversial at the moment. I started to post some honest thoughts on, on Instagram lately, and I noticed that, that the more I posted these thoughts, the more I would lose followers. So I often I have this competition now where I'll post something and I like I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not going to be rude I'm not going to I'm going to try not to cross any lines where it's actually like completely disrespectful but if it's a hot hotly contested debate and I've got a different opinion to the public I like just to chuck a little thought out there and and just watch people fire back because some people have the courage to actually message you like this bloke who messaged me and said hey don't say the word retard anymore. Uh, but some people, what they do, well, there's a number of reasons this could happen. They just unfriend you, which is fine. Maybe we haven't had much to do with each other for the last couple of years. Maybe politically, they completely disagree where I'm coming from. They think it puts me in a category of people they want nothing to do with. That's fine. But it's really interesting just to watch the unfollows. I That's my favorite game at the moment. So I, I have an unfollow game uh, where, where I'll post something and I'll predict based on how controversial it is, how many losers, how many losers, maybe they are, how many uh, followers I'll lose in that week based on that post. And now here's the rule. If I if I get unfollowed in that week, I just attribute it, uh, I attribute it to that post. So you can't obviously know black and white. So some weeks you'll just have a good week because a few people will unfollow you based on whatever. Maybe they're just culling some of their friendship. But but just for, for ease of measurement, I go, okay, if after I post that, whatever whatever follower I lose in the next seven days, that's just a, that's a record. My record's 23. My record is 23. Uh, which is which is pretty significant, really. And it was what did I put up? Uh, it was something about how I disagreed with lockdowns, and I thought, yeah, that's not going to run well with with a lot of my friends from comedy. They're not going to like that. Surprisingly, a lot of those guys stayed around. So I don't know. I don't know who it was. Once I put up, once I put up a post saying, "Hey, women aren't very good at AFL," just to <laughs> just to see what would happen, and um, I, I got six followers that week. I don't know what happened there, but people. People tended to uh, agree, or, or maybe it just maybe it just went by. I, I posted it at prime time, I thought, um, but it didn't quite get the it didn't quite get the the response that that I was I was wanting. It's interesting what the things that people do to get a response as well. Yesterday, I don't know what you guys think about this, but I know we're we're twenty twenty one. It's all about hey, or inclusion. Everyone just do your own thing. There's no such thing as gender anymore. Yesterday, I saw a kid at a park called Isaac. He was running around in a skirt, and now Isaac was five, and. Uh, I thought, yeah, okay, well, there was plenty of times, there was plenty of times as a kid that, I remember, I've got one memory of myself, I was probably five years old, I went into my nan's cupboard, got her blue skirt on, blue dress, and then she had these plastic oranges in her cupboard as well, and I went in there and made little orange boobies, and I came out, I was like, hey, now look how sexy I am, and she was laughing, it was funny, and there was no taboo, but I think in 2021, if you came out like that, you go, oh my gosh, you need conversion therapy, it's time for you to go, um, you know, you got to start the conversion towards being a woman, this is clearly, thank God they didn't do that, I didn't know what I was doing, I was just trying to be funny and look sexy, I've got so many photos of myself. Actually, it's quite concerning how many photos I have as a kid in women's clothes. There was that many days I came out uh, just wearing my mum's my mum's bra. I go, hey, Susie, like, look at my big boobies. Mum goes, ties. It's embarrassing, mate. We've got guests. I mean, we're out for dinner. Why did you bring the bar? Why did you bring the bra with you? <laughs> I go, oh, what? You embarrassed? She goes, ties. Sit down. Eat your dessert, you dickhead. It's time to. I go, okay, mum. Sorry, for... but but the thing is, like, it, it, 2021. If you're doing that stuff now, it's uh, hey, start the therapy. Start the therapy. You're not even allowed to tell kids. Like, if a kid comes home to you and says, "Hey, mum, I think I'm a girl," and they're a boy, I don't. I think it's illegal, actually, under Victorian government, to say, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" I think the process is you just have to take them straight to counselling and start the the process, don't you? I don't know. 
Anyway, it was always interesting. The good thing about my family was if I was ever caught in like a, a dress, it wasn't something I was caught doing. I was quite open about it. It wasn't like when mum was out, I'll chuck on her dress, put on a little, little, little bit of lipstick, start doing fashion shows by myself. I'm sure I did with mates one day, but it would have been because I thought it was funny, not because I was trying to express the fact that I wished I was a woman. Um, so, but the, the thing with my parents was they would always make light of it. If anyone ever said, oh, gee, what's going on there with Todd? You go, oh, bloody thing, let's don't bend the show off, which was, that's what I was doing. And you would know straight away, okay, well, I see what's happening here. He's mucking around, having a little bit of fun. Yesterday, I was at the park. I saw this kid, Isaac, running around in a little skirt. And I, without even thinking, I said to his mum, I was like, hey, look at the little fella. He's got a skirt on. What's he doing? He's dressed up as a girl. And she's like, yes. Yes, he is. And I was like, oh, I've overstepped a mark again. She, if she was on my Instagram, she would have unfollowed for sure if she saw that post. Because I could just tell, you know when you can tell by the tone of voice that she was just, she was just trying on girl vibes? For us, maybe she wanted a, maybe she wanted a girl. My my wife's grandma, as a as a kid, uh, she was a girl. Still, she's dead now. But until she died, like she was a she was a woman the whole way through. But her mum or dad, I can't remember, was so disappointed that they got a little girl, but they treated her like a boy up until she was about twelve. And then I think the period kicked in. It's hard to start saying that she's a boy, even though the other day I saw an article on Joe Rogan's page saying it is possible for a man to give birth. So anyway, I'm I'm just quite confused about what's going on. Essentially, I've I've offended a local based on. Uh, based on, you know, questioning over her son's gender and choice in clothing. She was clearly trying to make some stance or just keep the options open. Anyway, hey, it's come back in full force because now, hey, these vaccine passports are kicking in. I can't go out in public anymore without being dirty. <laughs> Mum told me karma was a thing. I remember I was five years old going, Mum, I don't want any black kids to come to my party. She goes, Tyus, karma's a bitch. She goes, you know what? Eventually you'll be excluded from something. I go, Mum, that's not true, is it? That's not true. Really? Is that really true? And here we are, vaccine passports kicked in. Um, now, <laughs> I don't know, that's a joke I'm going to try on. I've got to try and figure, that never happened. I was never actually, I was never actually uh, uh, scared of black people at all. But I thought it's interesting looking back through history and seeing, ah, oh, okay, well, we once separated blacks from uh, mainstream society. We once separated gays from mainstream society. We once separated Jews from mainstream society. Uh, in some places, this still happens. But m most of us in the Western world, we look back at that and go, hey, how disgusting was that? Can't believe they used to do that. And now all of a sudden it's like, no, no, this is for your own good. You've got to keep the vaccinated separate from the unvaccinated. And people are buying into it. Ladies and gentlemen, read a history book. Please, it takes five minutes. You'll get a bit of an idea. I don't think transmission. I'm no doctor. You shouldn't listen to me based on anything. You should not listen to any advice I give you, especially on health. However, um, I don't think transmission is, uh, I don't think it's lowered. I don't think it's lowered because you got the vax. I think the vax is supposed to protect you. Anyway, hey, I've been trying to take my mind off this stuff lately. Um, I've, I've been getting into Audible, but lately I was in the op shop the other day and I heard of this John Steinbeck, uh, who like I'd heard his name just, just mentioned along a, a whole heap of top-notch writers. And when you see a photo of a bloke like it's on the back of this right now, like, look how hardcore that guy looks. You just i got to read that book. So I'm going to do a book recommendation each week if I can read fast enough. This one's only quite small. Uh, I'm about halfway through. So... Uh, hopefully next week I'll let you know what else is on. This is a good one, all right? I never I never really knew exactly uh, how to do like some literature review. I didn't do literature at school. Uh, I wish I could give you more information. It's about a guy who found a pearl. He was poor. Now he's rich. Got to try and navigate what to do with that. That's where we're at. Anyway, if you're looking for a good book, The Pearl is a good recommendation. That's enough from me. Have a good rest of your week. Thanks for listening to me. Don't unfollow me if you disagree with my opinions. Much love to you and your family. Consider yourself kissed. And hey, seven days time, I'll be right back here. See you then.